0: Thanks again for joining us on episode 453 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast. Today, we were joined by Indu Sudhakar, the co-founder of Chef Pansy. So Chef Pansy may seem like another delivery app, but it's not. Their goal is to make it more seamless and less time consuming for those of us looking for the authentic food that we want and to help small businesses afford to reach their customers through delivery. I am still totally geeking out about how much thought and effort this team has put into making sure that all of this is the best experience possible for the, the business owners, for the customers, for the drivers. Like, it's really incredible. I mean, I, I said this in the interview, but they're the Airbnb. Of the food delivery industry for local food for local yes specifically local yeah. they're Salt Lake based Salt Lake I based. forgot to say that and I, and I would love to see them go to other cities oh, man I want them to take over I love like I love these guys yeah. they are so cool
1: no it was such a great conversation with Indu hey Chrissy though before we get into that conversation we need to introduce ourselves to oh yeah that's good tell everybody who we are my name is Chris Hollifield and my name's Chrissy Hollifield if this is your first time joining us on the podcast I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for joining us Hopefully you stick around If you're curious what this podcast is all about This podcast is all about showcasing awesome people Right here in Salt Lake City We're talking to business owners, authors, tattoo artists Restaurant owners, app developers uh, Breweries, distilleries, food truck owners Really anyone that might have a cool story to share
0: And you know who one of my favorite people are That we got to interview on this show Who is actually now our newest sponsor? Who's that? Hugo Coffee Roasters. We got to talk to Claudia and John from Hugo Coffee Roasters on uh, episode 389. So go check that out if you want to learn more about them. But they are our new sponsors, and I'm so excited A, because their coffee is fantastic, and B, they help puppy dogs. And it's local right here in Park Street. It's local, yeah, absolutely. 100% local. Hugo Coffee is a craft coffee roastery
1: with the highest quality beans from around the world. Their head roaster, John, who you can listen to on episode 389, like we were saying, he selects the beans with a rich flavor profile for a wide range of roasts from light to dark and even an espresso roast. Head on over to Hugo.coffee, type Hugo.coffee into your web browser, and you can check out all the different coffee that they have available. We made a special promo code for I Am Salt Lake podcast listeners and their friend. If you enter the promo code podcast at checkout, you'll get the special deal... That is buy one, get the second bag, 50% off with free shipping. How awesome is that? So you'll get two bags of coffee delivered to your door. You'll be supporting the podcast. You'll be supporting local and you'll be supporting uh, rescue dogs. Puppy
0: dogs. They donate 10% of all of their proceeds to rescue dogs. It's so awesome. Oh my gosh. And we have a rescue dog. So it just, it feels so good to, have my favorite coffee also be something that supports a little, you know, someone that I love who there's so many out there. Let's go find a puppy. Everybody adopt a puppy and go buy Hugo Coffee. And again, the website is Hugo.coffee. Go ahead and check out the Black Paw French roast, the Bonafido Dark Roast, Rollover Breakfast Blend, and the New Trick Light Roast. Oh my gosh, I'm drinking the uh rollover breakfast blend right now. Like literally at this moment while we're recording, and it is fabulous it's uh, you have to try it so remember go there go to uh hugo.coffee and use the promo code podcast and get yourself exclusively buy one get one second bag 50 percent off and free shipping for the i am salt lake podcast listeners and their friends
1: all right here's that conversation that we had with Indu sudaker the co-founder of chef Panzi, the local food delivery app such a great story such a great conversation
0: oh i could talk to her for hours man
1: absolutely enjoy the conversation I want to start right at the app. Chef Pansy. Okay. How would you describe it? Because here's the thing, Indu. I've never even heard about it until we had Pepita Moe's on the podcast. Right. She brought it up. Uh, Kimberly, right? Yeah, yep, yep. And uh, I'm like, how does everybody in Salt Lake City not know about this app?
0: <laughs> Especially yes. since you support all these awesome restaurants that like we all want to go to all the time.
2: Yeah, no, the, the partners we work with are amazing. We are still working quite hard to get the word out about it. So we've been lucky to have a customer base from when we started and we were just like a really sketchy website where you placed an order once a week and everything was pre-ordered and delivered on a Wednesday altogether. Um, So we've had a really awesome customer base from there, just, through our neighborhood and just some local marketing, um, and now we're really just trying to push the message out, especially you know during COVID, with a lot of these local restaurants trying to get as much business as possible. So we're still flying a bit under the radar there, but working on getting some more marketing out to get the word out.
1: Talk about how did this app get creative? I mean, how, or created? How long has it been around? Because you're one of the co-founders of it, right? How did that come about?
2: Yeah, so. Um, both myself and my husband, we both started working on Chef Pansy, I would say actively about two years ago. Um, And now this current app, it's been around for basically since 2020 started. Um, So it started off as an idea that my husband had in business school. So at the time, it was like big picture, visionary idea of being able to get onto an app and crave something late at night, and basically have a network of chefs available. And if somebody, you know, if you're craving like shrimp scampi, for example, it would ping that whole network. And then one of those chefs would say, Hey, I got you, I can make this for you. And then you'd basically have it made and
0: delivered to you. That sounds like my that would be my favorite thing in the whole entire world. Oh my gosh!
2: Yeah, we. What's funny is we have the technology for it. We just like need to get the reality to support it now. Something like That's that. That's the hard
0: part. Like the the physical creation of something and delivery is a lot more challenging than building the technology for it.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, <laughs> I think what we decided is it would definitely be big picture something that we're working towards eventually, um, but essentially Caleb had this idea in business school. We moved out here to Salt Lake about three years ago and just took a little bit of time off to go travel. Um, And during those travels, we were just having these really good meals and we're budget travelers. So like we go to all the hole in the walls and sort of the under the radar places. Um, So we were having this really like these authentic experiences and all the countries we are going to, we came back to Salt Lake and we're like, poking around the food scenes here and just trying to look at, you know, some of the food trucks and smaller places. And we're just like, the food here is amazing. Why aren't more of these places like promoted more heavily? Like there aren't, you know, the highest rated places on Yelp or Google. They're actually kind of hard to find if you're looking for them. Um, So that's sort of where Chef Pansy, what it is today started, uh, where we decided we want to basically create a place for some of those under the radar hidden gems that are local businesses here to really get exposure and have access to like the broader community.
1: You mentioned uh, you and your husband moved here three years ago. Where'd you guys move from?
2: Yeah, we we moved here from the Bay Area. We've lived all across the country in different places, but um, most recently the Bay Area.
1: And and we got to find out what brought you to Utah. Yeah. What brought you to Salt Lake City?
2: Well, we've been here before and we absolutely loved it. So obviously the scenery and the people were super nice. Um, And then we knew that we just wanted to get out of California. Just there were a lot of things with like the expenses and just, you know, a lot of things happening there that we decided we were ready for a change. And what's funny is my husband is a lot more analytical than I am. So uh, we had it in our mind, like a few cities that we wanted to move to. But what he did was basically make a massive spreadsheet of like, you know, cost of living, Healthiness, like oh, just wow. every single variable you could think of, and Salt Lake ranked top three in like almost every category. That's so. a lot of
0: research. Good <laughs> for him. I know. That's amazing. I was under-
1: and and I'm, yeah. I bet you you're glad you're out of California now. I mean, it doesn't seem like that's a state anybody wants to live in right now. I mean, the state's still shut down. But what do you do, right? I mean, it's it, yeah, uh, it's rough
2: out there right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So okay, so this app. Back to this Chef pansy app. Chrissy's more familiar with like the DoorDashes and the Uber Eats and stuff like that. I mean, that's going to be the easiest (laughs) comparison that people, I mean, for for Apple If someone's
0: kind of wondering what the experience is like, it's similar to But here's the
1: thing, Andrew, and I didn't realize this, and I want to talk in depth. I mean, we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast, but I really want this to be known is a lot of those other apps – charge the businesses a lot of money? It takes a lot of, takes in, in from what I understand you guys, it's a little bit, not as bad or something. I mean, what are the fees for businesses with, with you guys and stuff?
2: Yeah. So uh, that was actually a big part of our research project. So like we built our pricing model in collaboration with the chefs that we work with. So actually Benjamin from our team worked with Kim and Jesus and we we're just like, what do you guys think would be a fair amount where, you can get delivery service, but we're not going under. Um, So what we basically landed at is 9.1% commission from the shafts, whereas other services are charging 30, 35%. So we've managed to keep it super affordable, especially because our primary partners are small businesses. We don't want to see them, you know, eat so much of a cost just to get the word out about delivery.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard from a lot of business owners is they can't even really work with most delivery services because they lose money.
2: Yeah, the margins are pretty insane. Ugh,
0: it sucks so much.
1: Now, one thing, I mean, I'll, I'll ask a lot of businesses like if if everything with the pandemic affected them, but I actually think that probably helps you guys, right? I mean, it it actually probably has helped the app out. You know, of- it's
2: funny, we get this question quite a bit. Um, it, it's been a mix. So I think like in the big picture of things, what you have to see too is like these small businesses that we work with, that's all we work with. So a lot of these small businesses actually initially shut down in light of COVID or they had to scale back services quite a bit. So initially it was a bit of a challenge because like there are a lot of little logistical things um, like, you know, how do I staff my restaurant if I don't even know how many orders I'm gonna get that day? That just made a lot of our partners just decide to shut down for quite a bit. Um, so initially it was, it was kind of, uh, hit to the business. But eventually when things started to loosen up, people were more comfortable ordering delivery and restaurants kind of knew what to expect in this new situation we're living in, then things definitely started to pick
0: up. That makes sense.
1: Who's who's the uh, and maybe you already mentioned this. I apologize if you did. What's like the background? I mean, your husband, I mean, do you guys have you guys ever developed an app before or anything? Or is this all de- like just your idea or? or? Because did we, we didn't yeah. really get into any of that. I mean, uh, yeah. like
0: what? So he had the idea. What, what did you guys do to like actually start moving, like turning it into a reality? Mm. Yeah.
2: So it's funny because neither of us are technical whatsoever. So we have no professional cooking experience or restaurant experience, and we don't have any technical experience. A lot of this has just been learning by doing, like, lots, hours and hours of YouTube videos trying to figure out what the heck we're even doing. Um, so... The good thing is we both come from business backgrounds. So in terms of like sales and marketing, that's where we've been able to really contribute. And then we've relied on just one learning by doing, but also finding partnerships. So being able to find people that have technical capabilities that can help us with development and troubleshooting and stuff like that.
0: That's awesome.
1: What's been like the biggest obstacle for you with getting getting this whole thing off the ground? Like what's been the biggest, or maybe there's been a couple things even
2: ironically not being technical we had an app last year that was just not good whatsoever so you'd go on it and like things would freeze there'd be so many bugs Um, but we got it to a point last year where it was like somewhat functional and then towards the end of last year we had a big launch where we at the time weren't doing multiple vendors at once but we were going to have seven of our food trucks up did so much marketing for it and as soon as we turned on all the stores that morning the complete app crashed. And Mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, it was bad. It was beyond repair too. So it was the actual foundation of the app that completely just deteriorated. And we were at a point where we're just like, all right, we can either give up, go back to work, do, you know, the regular nine to five thing, or we can restart and do everything over again. So basically during Christmas break, we worked to sort of set out new partners and figure out a new solution and by February, we we're lucky to have something that's actually working really well. And it's so much better than what we had last year. Um, so I'd say that's probably the biggest shock we've had to deal with during this. Um, and then there are you know, small things like it's a logistics company at the end of the day. So just making sure supply and demand are there. Like it always seems like we either have too many drivers and too few orders or too many orders and too few drivers. So it's just trying to find that balance of making sure we have like an equilibrium that makes everything function properly. Oh,
1: yeah. You mentioned having too few drivers. So like the other delivery apps hire drivers and they kind of just log in and out when they want to work. I mean, is that something similar you guys do or do you actually have, do you hire? I mean, how does that work with you guys? Can can people yeah. apply to come and drive for you guys then?
2: Yes. And if you are listening and interested, we are looking for more drivers. Um, So we do have a very similar model where, you know, it's very on demand. You sign on the app when you're available. Mm -hmm. And then basically for our drivers who've been with us for a while and have, you know, five stars from customers and are really reliable, we've actually started to do hourly drives too. So basically a block of time where you get paid hourly plus tips and all of that good stuff. Oh, um, so cool. it's a little bit of a mix now.
0: Yeah, I like that. It seems like that would encourage them to do a better job too, because I I have been using DoorDash for a while before I found out about you, because I'm always like, oh, I don't want to take a break from work. I just want food here now. And uh, I have had so many problems with them. They're deliverers, Mm -hmm. like the people who, they they must not treat them very well because the people who deliver are, I've just had so many problems.
2: Yeah, it can be a challenge. I think, you know, for us, we prefer to keep sort of a smaller network and then just give our drivers as many shifts as possible, but also... What we do is we order delivery ourselves from Chef Pansy every time we onboard a new driver so we can kind of test out the system and just spot if there's anything wrong with that process, um, which we've, you know, spotted quite a few times and it's helped us make sure that we're refining it and making sure we only have the best drivers available. Um, And then we're also big on fair compensation. So just making sure if a driver is taking an order, it's not costing them more in gas and time than what they're making, you know?
1: All right, I just wanted to take a couple of moments and tell you about a podcast class that I'm starting up here in a couple of weeks, actually starting up on October 27th. This is the perfect podcast course that i put together to help the beginner podcaster. I'm going to teach you how to record a podcast, edit, publish, and grow your very own podcast. I'm going to teach you the entire process from creating, from the idea to the launch. You're going to learn how to choose subject matter, what equipment you need to uh, create a quality podcast, how to record, how to edit, how to find sponsors, and how to publish your very own podcast to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, and all the the other audio outlets out there. All right. No more piecing together information off the internet. No more throwing away money on outdated podcasting books or wasting money on the wrong podcast equipment. I've been there. I did that in the beginning. If you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, this is the class for you. You're going to want to join up on this one. This class is hosted in part of the University of Utah Lifelong Learning Series, The cool thing is, is you don't have to even be a student at the U to take this class, though. It's going to be in the evenings. It's uh, going to be online, so you can actually live anywhere and take this class. And like I said, I'm going to take you from idea to launching a podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Head on over to IamSaltLake.com slash podcast class. Type that into your web browser, and this will forward you to the website to sign up for the class. Again, IamSaltLake.com slash podcast class. I hope to see you there. Let's get back to the conversation.
0: So I do I'm a user experience professional. Uh-huh. And so when you're like you actually order it to see the experience of the user, that is so rare. That's why Airbnb got so famous because they were one of the first companies who actually put themselves in the shoes of the user, of the person who's visiting and and so like you're you're doing what Airbnb did, which is pretty revolutionary, especially for, you know, like a startup.
2: Yeah, I mean, for us, I mean, selfishly, we end up getting really good food out of it. So no complaints. <laughs> but, it's tough life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think in general, we do it with our restaurant partners as well. I think a majority of them have come on board after we've eaten there and been like, this is really delicious, but a handful, especially lately, we hadn't tried before onboarding them. So part of that process to make sure we're keeping you know good, authentic food on is having somebody from our team order from them and just kind of assess if the quality and cleanliness, things like that are still there.
0: That is so cool. Oh my gosh. I I'm just I just like I'm gonna just start ordering like crazy now. If well, well,
1: let's let's let, let's talk it. a little bit about the app. So so I was thinking, you know, uh I had a few questions about some stuff inside the app, uh, if that was okay to ask you. Uh, yeah, uh you know, and I figured maybe, you know, tell the listeners, hey, go download the app. You can find it. I mean, it's on iOS and Android, right? So go download <laughs> right. it why why we're talking about it right now. It might help people out a little bit. It's just Chef Pansy, Chef Pansy, C-H-E-F-P-A-N-Z-E-E. Uh, and the logo's adorable. Yeah, the logo's ah. great. Now, so it's broken down by restaurants, food trucks, and markets inside the yeah. app. Do you plan on adding any other categories? I mean, I guess that kind of basic is the basic three categories
0: then. Kind of the three yeah. places you want stuff from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we're, we're
2: actually talking about reconfiguring it a bit because markets is more forward-looking for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that's crazy about Salt Lake City is there are all of these small ethnic markets across the city that just nobody knows about. Like my, my husband served in Iraq um, several years ago, and he used to tell me that Among all of the craziness, his favorite memory was just going to the street vendors and getting this big flatbread filled with scrambled egg and a bunch of other stuff every morning. And he described it with so much detail that I'm like, God, that sounds really good. Like, I want that too. Um, And so while we were in the process of trying to find markets who wanted to be on board with us, we actually stumbled upon an Iraqi market called um, Shakumaku, and their interior was awesome. They had a lot of great products. And my husband started talking to the owner and he mentioned, you know, that breakfast he got there and not being able to find that bread anywhere. And like we lived in the Bay Area where there were so many
0: different tiny markets
2: like that. Yeah,
0: you would think they'd supply something like that.
2: Yeah. But like he, you know, he looked and looked and never found it. But at this one specific market, as he was talking, the owner reaches behind him and he pulls out the bread, which is freshly made at their market. Um, So
0: it was a really cool cool.
2: experience. Oh, my gosh!
0: I know that feeling, too, because I've never been able to find. I can't say it right. I'm going to butcher it. But a Brochen or whatever from Germany could never find one that good. I went there for two weeks once and I got them every morning and I'll never have it again.
2: It's so that had to be like you find that.
0: That had to be like the best moment in his life. Well, second best oh after meeting you.
2: We oh, we we legitimately like we were like, okay, let's get this. We got the recipe from the owner for how to make the breakfast the same way oh, no and way. we're like, yeah, it was really cool. So we're just like, oh, we'll make it for breakfast. Next morning, we didn't even wait till breakfast. We got home. We're like, let's just eat this for dinner. (laughs) Um, But like we want to like our goal is more forward thinking with markets like that. It's just we want to bring in smaller ethnic markets, especially during COVID. Those are hurting quite a bit. Um, And then eventually producers. So like farmers and local producers in this area that have like fresh organic produce that we can uh, connect not only customers with, but eventually the restaurants we
0: work with, too. I was going to say I I sorry I'm just in, interrupting like no, crazy. Go I just ahead. I think that's so neat because there's a lot of options right now that are national ideas and all these apps that you can order like from 7-Eleven or from fast food, but the fact that you guys are really trying to make very uh what's the word, niche markets mm. available to us that easily is so huge because we we want to find those things, but in our daily lives right now it's almost impossible to spend the time to go figure out where these small markets are and then go inside and talk to them and see if they have the thing. And so it's, this is like a really revolutionary idea.
2: Yeah, that's our hope. I, the same experience that we've had too. it's just like, it's difficult to find time to do this and like dig into the markets. But then a lot of times you get there and like, you know, things aren't in English, for example. And so it's harder to find exactly what you're looking for or like even know what you're looking for at that point. So our goal is to even like do things like surface recipes from different travels we've had and then just show the ingredients and where you can buy stuff like that at the different markets. It's all very forward thinking. We're not quite there yet, but oh, it's something I mean, it's we a lot have of, in the
0: works. Yeah. I mean, that's like a lot of translation and everything. How do you do you right now kind of try to translate the things that the market has into Something that an ignorant white American like us, me, me, also me, could could look through and be like, "Oh, that's the thing I need."
2: Yeah. So right now, we'll, we do it on like a very basic level. We'll choose mm-hmm. like some ingredients that might be a little bit more common here, be a little bit more desired here, and start with those. And then our goal would be to eventually translate more of that inventory. But I think a lot of times, if you have the information there, that's one thing. But to get people to actually want to buy it and actually taste it, you need to show them recipes or, you know, show them the finished product of what that will look like. So oh, that's yeah. what we're working towards.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is such a cool idea. No, I love it. It's like they, they're not
1: just thinking about today. They they got big well, goals with this. And,
0: and I'm sorry that I'm totally nerding out about UX here, but that is literally like no one has thought to do that. That is so – that you're incorporating, okay, you can get food that you want, but you can also look up food you want to make. And if you want to make that food, here's some resources for you to find the food. You There's nowhere you can go to do that right now that I'm aware of. Yeah. That's- yeah. That's just a great thing to, to work towards. Oh.
1: Now, are most of these restaurants and food trucks and stuff just along in Salt Lake City area or do you have anything like north or south or is it just kind of this valley?
2: Um, so a majority of it is in Salt Lake. We wow. do have a couple of partners down south in the Draper, Sandy, South Jordan area.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what we found is because we started out in the valley, a um, majority of our customers are here. So our focus has just been trying to get as many restaurants and food trucks on here. But we would love to expand north, south, and especially actually in West Valley. there's so many good restaurants we have on our radar. Um, so that's What we're working on right now is just getting more so into the West Valley area.
1: So on that note, if people are listening, we have, I mean, we've chatted with a lot of foodie, you know, food trucks and restaurants and and similar type things. I mean, if they're interested, how would they get their business inside this app? What's the best way to to do that? Would they reach out to you? I mean, can they do it inside the app or how does that work?
2: Yeah. So if you go to the app or the web app, there's a part, a button at the very top, and it says become a partner. So from that button, you can start the registration process. Um, you can also just email us directly. So anytime you email any of the <laughs> email addresses or phone numbers on the side, it's going to Caleb or myself most of the time. Um, so they can email team at chefpanzi dot com, and from there we can help them get onboarded.
1: No, I love this. I love this. I'm I'm looking at the app now. I mean, you can schedule it for delivery or pickup. And there's like a little clock in there that tells about, you know, how long the delivery is and, and how many miles away they are and whether they're a food truck, their address. This is great, though. This is great. I'm I'm uh, I'm happy to see it around. I, mean, I am,
0: too. I just it's so nice that you guys created something that is helping everybody involved. You know, oh. you're not just out to make money for yourself. You're really trying to support these these authentic local. Small businesses, which yeah, it, it right now's got to be a really challenging time for them, too.
2: Oh, it really is, so I think you know the restaurant space margins have always been thin, you know it's never yeah. been an easy space to be in um but after after covid, especially it's just it became a bigger priority for us to make sure we're supporting local, we're keeping things affordable and helping the market as much as possible. Just because, you know, we don't we don't want our city to be filled with just big box chain restaurants. We want to have that personality in Salt Lake, we want these good food options to still be available once we're
0: through this. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When we
1: bring people through the podcast here, do we like to kind of find out a little bit about them and, and, and other things they like to do, you know, kind of what makes them tick? I mean, what when you're not doing this app, when you're not working with local food, I mean, what are some of your other hobbies and interests? What are some other things you like to do?
2: Yeah. Um, so traveling is big for us. It's, it's a big part of how we discovered this. Obviously, right now it's a bit more limited, but um, any free weekend we have, just jumping in the car or trying to find cheap tickets somewhere is really high on our radar. Um, and then despite not being professional cooks, love cooking and exploring new recipes and stuff at home. Um, And then I I actually right now working full time at a marketing tech company. So that keeps me pretty busy outside of the hobbies.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So so you're doing you you got uh, Chef Pansy and you're working full time. Wow. So, I mean, you you got it. You're juggling a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. um, What uh, what would you name the autobiography of your life? I know that's kind of a big question. Just throwing out the first thing that pops in your mind. I mean, I'm not going to hold it to you, obviously.
2: I would say maybe just take a chance.
1: I like that. I like that. What about days that you don't feel motivated, right? Like you're just like, I, I just don't have it in me today, but you know, you need to do it. You know, you need to get out of bed. People you know, you need to go to work. On you. People are relying. What do Ugh. you do? What do you do to get remotivated or get inspired?
2: You know, I think a big source of, why we've continued to persevere, especially with a lot of these challenges with COVID is just talking to our partners. So like, we're very close with a lot of the restaurants we work with, like Kim and Jesus, Kim has been my therapy for many hard times. We're just like, ah, got to get through this. So I think a lot of times when we hit roadblocks, it's just talking to our partners again, seeing that they're also in the same boat and just realizing that you kind of have a community helping you get through a lot of this. And then obviously tasting the food. So realizing, oh, this is a quality meal. This needs to be in more tables. Just realizing like the big picture of what you want, as simple as that is, is going to make a
0: lot of difference at the end of the day. I love that. You're just remembering the why behind what you're doing. Exactly.
1: You mentioned that uh, you and your husband like to travel. If uh, if you could travel right now anywhere in the world, where would it be? Like if you just, if if you had that ability.
0: Pick up and leave. So many places.
2: Okay. So I would say, I'd go back to one of the most life-changing trips we took. So we went to um, two places, Mauritius and Reunion. They're in the Indian Ocean. And it has to be the best food I've had in my life. So the influences there, it's you know, Indian, African, French, Creole, Chinese. And the food that you get because of that combination is freaking amazing. And the scenery is great. Like There are two islands. The beaches are gorgeous. Um, they have you know, amazing mountains that are super
0: just like picturesque. So
2: if I could just snap my fingers and go anywhere right now, I think
0: that would be it. Very cool. Me too now. That sounds awesome. Chrissy and I are talking all the time.
1: We're (laughs) like, we need a trip. We need to, we're just like, we need to get away for a little while.
0: Everybody needs a vacation, especially from 2020. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Yeah,
1: (laughs) There's a few, uh, we have a few standard Salt Lake City questions. We ask everybody that comes through the show here, just kind of, you know, there's fun Salt Lake City questions. We have family and friends that visit us. I'm sure you've had family and friends visit you since you've moved here. And then, you know, they come to town. They're like, show me around town. Show me some of your favorite spots. I mean, is there one or two fa- things that you like to show off, whether it's a building, a hike, a, you know, the Great Salt Lake or Park City? I don't know. what. Where do you like to show people?
2: Yeah. So actually what we've been doing quite a bit prior to COVID is, you know, those little lime scooters downtown they have everywhere?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so a little bit of a hazard because I'm not super coordinated. But what we do now is whenever friends visit, we'll just go downtown, run a couple of scooters and honestly just like go from like restaurant to restaurant. A lot of our partners check out that food and just explore downtown that way. And pre-COVID, we were doing it a lot with like Saturdays, going to a farmer's market and just kind of combining it with Temple Square visits. So I would say that's usually what we do now when we have people in town. Um, And then obviously it goes without saying the outdoors are amazing here. So being able to go like to Rockport or any of like the reservoirs um, closer to Park City, just amazing scenery that we always take people to.
1: Yeah, those those uh, lime scooters are a lot of fun. I've known a few they people are. that have gotten some pretty serious accidents with those. scooters. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I think the secret is just to. Uh,
0: it took some convincing yeah. to get me on one because yeah. my oh, name is Crash Chris. So. <laughs> but they're fun it's when awesome. you don't die.
2: What about yeah. great what slogan about, for them?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a big question
1: for you. It's probably going to be hard for you to answer. We ask one or two favorite local eating spots that you like. And I'm sure you got a lot, especially with this app, you know, with your app. I mean, you, you're familiar with a lot of local eating spots, but do you have like one or two favorites that you just like?
2: Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't say favorites because we love so many of our, the food at our partners, but I'll list a few that I How
1: about, doing. how like, about a few that you just recently enjoyed maybe?
2: There you yeah, go. So um, Papito Mo's, obviously, I ordered them last night. They like their burrito, chicken grubbles are amazing. Their beef and cheese and fanatias are good. Balabe, they're a Senegalese food truck. Their chicken is to die for. Like, I don't know what they do to it, but I've watched them make it. I'm like, it doesn't seem like you're doing anything all that different. Why does it taste do so <laughs> good? Um, but they, they do an amazing barbecue chicken and they have the Senegalese fried or grilled fish. That they make as well, which is super good. Um, and then one I think that's still under the radar. I know that Kim had mentioned this last time, but Hyatt's Grill, it's an Afghani food truck.
0: Oh, I remember her talking about that.
2: Oh, it's so good. And we actually met him because both Papito Mo's and uh, Jamaica's Kitchen, who are two of our most oh, yeah. popular food trucks, they yeah. recommended him and said, some of the best food I've had. Um, so if you guys ever get a chance to find his truck,
0: amazing afghani food
1: that's what's the name of that truck Highest grill, hyatt's, okay. hyatt's, grill. Okay. hyatt's grill i'm gonna make a note of that
0: oh i'm writing a list of food to go eat right now, <laughs> <laughs> now are, all the, are, so
2: are these
1: are appreciate- these in your app are, are all those in your app can can yes, they, they, they are be yeah. get them right in your app then excellent excellent would you change anything about salt lake city let's uh, i know that's a big question too i mean obviously this is pre-covid and you know we've gotten all different kinds of answers of what people would change about Salt Lake city, everything from liquor laws to bringing the ocean here. I mean, there's the realistic and the un- unrealistic. So I don't. Yeah.
0: Pre COVID post COVID, whatever.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. No, um, I'll keep on a little lighter, I guess. So I, I love Utah. We both are just, we're wanderers by nature. We've lived in so many different places and this is the first time we've lived somewhere. We're like, this is home. This feels like the perfect place to live. The top three for me are always the top three. So inversion, obviously, you know, that's just as, as eco-friendly as we try to be. It's something that's kind of always looming over us. So that's kind of an unfortunate one. Um, the liquor laws are pretty big for me as well. So just, you know, <laughs> making it more of a free market would be nice. And then this one, I don't know how it'll be received. I'll preface it with I'm a notoriously bad driver. Like I'm not a good driver by any means. But I think I finally found a city where like people are just way worse at driving than I am, which is surprising. Like That's a
0: really hard thing to do. <laughs> Dude, we're teaching we're teaching our 16 year old to drive and she cannot figure out why I'm so nervous all the time. I'm like, you have no idea. The, the people if you can drive here, you can drive anywhere. Oh, it's so true. It it's
1: is so, so true. It's tough, man. <sighs> you know, that's one of my favorite questions because everybody has such a different answer. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so it's so interesting. But
0: driving definitely comes up a lot.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah? Well, I think I guess, it does. Like it's guess like stoplights and different things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I've seen
0: different yeah. things.
1: Yeah. I am so I'm I'm so glad that we've got you on the podcast, Indu. I'm I'm glad that um I'm glad. I'm, I this know you, really you guys fun. reached out a while ago. I, I missed the email. I apologize. And uh, just kind of wanted to find out a little bit about uh, this app, Chef Panzee, and making sure everybody in Salt Lake City downloads this app, checks it out, orders some food, support some of these local businesses.
0: And if you live outside of the area, maybe call a friend, go to a park, Liberty Park, hang out and order some food direct to you there.
1: Well, you could do it for pickup, I
0: guess. Oh, you could do it for pickup, too. You can. Like, and go try the food secret. even if it's not in your area, is what I'm saying. Yeah,
2: exactly. And we have been known to make exceptions. So we do have a live chat button. So you can chat with us or you can chat with the chef directly on All the right. app. Yeah. So that that's kind of our goal is to keep it really personal. Um, so we have been known to make a couple of exceptions. If you if you tip your driver decently, we may make exceptions with delivery zones and things of that nature on the fly. So hey, just see, a little insider secret there.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's really good to know because a lot of times, especially with the, you know, like like I keep saying DoorDash, but you can't ever communicate. And if you try, nobody communicates back and you're just screwed. Yeah, So that's like a really, really, that's an incredible feature, I
2: think. Yeah, it's been super helpful, which is like issues that we've had, you know, if an order goes out, being able to communicate that with the customer, because Mm -hmm. I've had the same, same issue with other apps. It's like, if I don't get part of my order, do I call, like, do I call the delivery service? Do I call the restaurant? There's not like a lot of communication within the two.
0: No, and there's finger pointing towards, you know, so it's just like, forget it. You're just out.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So this makes it keeps it transparent. But also, what we encourage our chefs to do is like keep in touch with customers who liked your meals. And then we don't want to create this culture of like, hey, I had a poor experience. Let me leave a bad review on the restaurant. Like we encourage feedback. So make it actionable. If you think something can be approved, tell us tell the restaurant, let's actually be constructive about it. You know,
0: I love your brain. That's so fun. That's just the best.
1: I know one one thing I wanted to ask before we lose you and hang up here is: Do you plan on going to other cities at all? Like, would you would you mimic this in other cities? Like, do it say in in other big cities like almost Denver like franchise it in Portland? Or, franchise it for small businesses. You know, small businesses basically just kind of have that small local mm. app thing. I don't know.
2: Yeah, we we've talked about it. I think it's definitely way down the road for us. Our goal is to make it a success in Salt Lake City, and I think what's closer in terms of roadmap is to just make it a big ecosystem of the food space. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, have all of these verticals on here, but get to a point where our restaurants aren't having to rely on big food providers to get ingredients in. We're using our own farmers and our own local ecosystem to really have the supply and the demand. So I would say that's probably more immediate. And then eventually, yeah, I think there are a lot of cities that are similar to Salt Lake that are just flying under the radar. You don't realize there's Mm -hmm. going to be such good food there. Like Boise is an example. And so we would eventually love to be able to replicate something like this there.
0: Yeah, that's smart to work on sustainability first, though. Yeah, yeah. that's a good that's, move.
1: That's what I figured. I figured yeah. you were probably just focusing on, on local here in Salt Lake City. I love it. Hey, before we let you go here, I mean, was there anything you were hoping that we would talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Again, I know we just kind of skimmed the surface and, and talked about the, the basics of all of it, but was there anything you were hoping we would talk about?
2: You know, nothing comes to mind right now. I would just say, you know, for anybody listening or for you too, if you do use the app and have any feedback, we're always looking for ways to improve and just make the experience better. So, you know, use that live chat button. Let us know what you think.
0: Oh, oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) I, I'm a big, uh, every time I use an app, I'm like, I'm going to write a strongly worded letter. So (laughs) you'll be hearing from my people, me. And how can you listen (laughs) But it'll be a nicely, strongly worded
2: letter. I'll be there to catch. I just—it's
0: it. <laughs> exciting that you're accepting user feedback. That—that's a hard thing oh, to do. So important. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think
2: some of it stings at times, but you're just like this. You know, it's there for a reason. It's there to help you get better and perform better. So I yeah. think I appreciate that more, where it's like coming from a point of wanting to be constructive versus being like, "Oh, this app sucks. I'm moving on." Yeah, so, and tip yeah. for people
0: who have feedback for businesses, uh, you can be nice. Like you can say, hey, I have a problem with this, but in a nice way, they want to help. And if they don't, then use someone who does. Yeah, You know? Yeah, very good. That's that's my little uh, PSA for today. How can
1: listeners uh, reach out to you? How can they get in touch with you? How can they connect with you and uh, Chef Pansy?
2: Yeah, so uh, you are always welcome to email us at team at We're also on Instagram and Facebook. So on Instagram, we're at chefpanzi app because somebody has chefpanzi already weirdly. <laughs> and then on Facebook, we're just chefpanzi. So you can reach out to, to us there as well as the number listed on our site.
1: Very cool. And then obviously, download the app in in uh, iOS and, and eat Android delicious and delicious food. Yeah, uh, eat delicious food. Order a lot of food. Like you mentioned too, tip your drivers, because, you know, and a lot of people, especially here in Utah, you know, I've actually met people that that told me they didn't know that they were supposed to tip their drivers on delivery like that. It's like,
0: you know, what? I think it, it feels like it's a relatively new concept of people that you should tip people at all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why.
2: We've experienced it quite a bit here. Um In the Bay Area, I think tipping has always just been like the norm of what you do. It's something we've struggled with quite a bit because as much as, you know, we pay our drivers fairly, what you see on any delivery app is the tip amount. So drivers, I don't think people know that drivers will accept or reject an order depending on just the tip itself. Um, So that's something as a consumer to kind of keep in mind if you want your food quickly, tip fairly. If you don't tip at all. Sometimes it'll take a while for a driver to accept your
1: order. <laughs> Maybe you'll get it for breakfast the next day, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> or they'll just keep your shake, you know, drop everything else off.
1: Oh man. That's good to know. Chrissy has a final question. I'm going to let her ask this into, uh, she asks everybody that comes through. I'm going to let her ask you, thank you again for coming and doing the podcast. And, uh, I always tell people, you know, let's catch up down the road
0: and find out what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. Yeah. And before we let you go, can I ask you to leave our listeners with a motto or a piece of life advice that you either live by or wish other people would live by?
2: Honestly, I think it's just put yourself in other people's shoes. This obviously goes back to user experience in some way. But also, you know, we have drivers driving in light of COVID, all masked up on a hot day during summer. Like, Just put yourself in the perspective of a restaurant that's struggling or a driver that's, you know, taking this job to make ends meet, but it's not necessarily the best environment. And I think that helps you empathize a bit more and treat people the way that they need to be treated, but also in a way that's kind of productive for everybody, you know, so... I I would say just working in this space, it's very different than like the corporate world I came from. And it's just been very eye opening for me personally, just to see the different things that restaurants and drivers, even customers are struggling with. So that would be a big takeaway, I guess.
0: Thank you again to Indu Sudhakar for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All of the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with our episode show notes on our podcast website. That's at IamSaltLake.com. And if you type IamSaltLake.com slash 453, that will take you straight to this episode.
1: All right. It is time for weekly recommendations. That time of the podcast where Chrissy and I, we recommend something that we've uh, enjoyed over the past week, something we want mm-hmm. to share with our listeners, something that uh, we're just digging on. So what, yeah. do you, what do you got for us this week, oh, Chrissy? Oh,
0: man. So I ordered uh, some local Thai the other night and I ordered it from Thai Spoon. It's in Murray, uh, 665. 57 South State Street, number one in Murray, Utah. And uh, their website is tiespoonutah.com. Holy crap, it was so good. I like I ate the leftovers for days, and then when I ran out, I was just super bummed. But oh, you ha- if you love Thai and you should, because it's the best. And
1: you should be supporting local.
0: Right and you now. should be supporting local, go eat at Thai Spoon or get some delivery from Thai Spoon and eat it in a park. It's so good.
1: Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Hey, my recommendation is another podcast. So Chrissy likes food. I like podcasts. I know, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, it works. But you know what? So we're stuck inside these days, right? And it, yesterday was like World Mental Health Day. As we're recording this podcast, yesterday was World Mental Health Day. I discovered a, a new podcast I want to recommend to everybody. It is a like one of those self-help, self-development podcasts. I know they sound... A lot of them can be kind of dumb.
0: Some of them can be, but some of them can but be But this amazing. one is
1: really well done, really perfect I mean, they're they're like uh, six, seven minute episodes and he, he's very sp- sporadic with his releases. So you can kind of catch up on everything, but they're just great little bits of wisdom and 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 stuff to help us get through all of this BS of 2020. Yeah. I mean, in whatever, whatever way we could do that. So Inner Monkey Podcast, go check that out, download it. Uh, however, you're listening to I Am Salt Lake Podcast.
0: Yeah, man, you won't regret it. Chris always has great podcast recommendations. And don't forget, you can always visit our website at IamSaltLake.com to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. And if you or someone you might know is interested in coming on the show and sharing their story, just shoot us an email at HelloAndIAmSaltLake.com or call our voicemail line at 801-613-1592.
1: All right, and don't forget to go on over to hugo.coffee and use that promo code podcast and get yourself a buy one, get the second bag of coffee, 50% off, delivered right to your doorstep. What a deal. You guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. Get out and uh, walk around. You know, move those legs a little bit.
0: Especially right now. It's beautiful outside. Always
1: support local when possible. And we're going to see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast.
0: And good night, Grammy.